Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Uh, this is Evan Newberger, and with me, as always, Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek, uh, ready to break down some Week Twelve football action for you guys. Uh, turkey, turkey action this week. Yeah, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, yeah, you know it's always a good football week. You get the three games on uh, on Thursday. You know you're always going to see the Cowboys play. Um, yeah, so. Uh, gonna be a good time. Uh, got a lot to cover though. Uh, this week, so we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, Robbie, uh, why don't we hear the news? All right, this week uh, we got a couple bad injuries. Um, Joe Burrow, tough, tough, tough loss for the that whole Bengals organization. Um, torn ACL. And MCL, um, so it's gonna be a long, long road for him. But uh, he showed a lot of promise this year, that's for sure. Uh, Rex Burkhead also tore his ACL. Um, something we're gonna touch on. Um, we'll, we'll get to that next. Uh, Jags and Eagles both suffered some pretty significant injuries for the Jags. Josh Allen uh, was ruled out with a knee injury, as well as Andrew Norwell, who had an arm injury. Both those guys uh, didn't return. They also had three secondary uh, players exit. And then for the Eagles, Lane Johnson, Craven LeBronc, and Derek Barnett all uh, suffered leg injuries. Or Lane Johnson was a shoulder, but they all did not return and all expected to miss time. Um, but then, uh, you know, last week we came on here, we were really excited for, uh, you know, good old Jameis Winston to take over as the starting quarterback. Well, uh, Sean Payton did the old okie doke, and um, Taysom Hill was the starter for that game and uh, played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do, do I think it gives them a better chance than Jameis? No. But at least the one, you know, if, if Drew Brees goes down for the playoff run, I you know, I, I think probably Jameis gives them a better chance. But for now, filling Taysom Hill, you know, it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he, he did need a – see what they have in him, see if he could be the quarterback of the future. I know that's what they've been talking about. Sure. And he did look yeah. good from it. So Yeah, that offense looks a lot like uh kinda like how the Ravens look. Mm-hmm. Um with uh, kind of that or like, last year at least. Yeah, right. That option style, uh heavy run uh offense and yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Uh but took care of business. Uh yeah, Saints uh were able to take care of the Falcons and uh I saw something where like Roddy White was like he, he was chirping and he like guaranteed that the Falcons were gonna whoop the Saints, like because because Taysom Hill was starting, and like Sean Payton like retweeted him after. So so I missed dirty the dirty birds, dirty birds. Yeah, they got nothing to. Oh, we could use Roddy White out in the field. Or... Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks Adam for that. Uh, yeah, why don't we take a look back at uh, Week Eleven here a little bit? And uh, speaking of those Saints, uh, Adam, you had Saints minus five and a half locked up. You know, right, right pick, wrong quarterback, but you take the win there. You take the win either way. Yeah, it was a, it was a good call. Robbie, you had uh, that Thursday night game, Cardinal Seahawks under fifty seven and a half. Hope you hope you took that alt line. Oh like yeah, we're talking about that was a big hell of a hell of a hell of a call there, Robbie. Oh yeah. 
A lot, a lot of, a lot of analytics went into that pick. And <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. it paid off. That's what, that's for sure. That's that's what you, that's what you come here for. Uh, and then I had the Chiefs minus six and a half as my lock. So I missed. Uh, yeah, just uh, it was a good game. Uh, the Raiders uh, really uh, played well though, and uh, De- uh, uh, Carr specifically was just uh, you know really good. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know Mahomes wasn't able to do quite enough. They only won by four, so uh, you know uh, we'll we'll get back out there and we'll we'll try to hit it again this week. But we'll take two out of three there. For our uh, podcast picks last week, we had uh, Bengals money line, which was looking good up until that Joe Burrow injury. So I missed. Kind of tough luck there. Chiefs minus six and a half, kind of covered that. That was a tough one. So I missed. And then we had Browns minus three and a half. So we hit one out of three. Not our best week, but we'll bounce back. Uh, but with that, guys, uh, why don't we just jump right into the jam-packed Week 12 preview here. No we, bias. Yeah, no bias. We got uh, 16 games to cover, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, and, you know, it starts with the thir- uh, Thursday uh, Thanksgiving uh, classics here. You're always going to get the Lions in that morning slot. For better or for worse. For better or for worse, that's right. Um, it's Aretha. No, yeah, yeah, Aretha's, I forgot. Aretha's not going to be playing the piano. Because she's not around anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, Adam. <laughs> Long year, man. 2020. Let's <laughs> forget things. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if, if anybody's interested, though, she did she did a fun national anthem. It just took like seven yeah, it minutes. Was, it was the longest national anthem ever to be sang yeah. anywhere, ever. And I like Aretha Franklin, but it was like a seven-minute national anthem. It was... It was it was, outra- it was outrageous. It was outrageous. I'll just say it. It was outrageous. Um, so look that up if you got time. But anyway, we've got the Lions are hosting the Texans. Uh, Texans who are coming off that win against the Patriots uh, at home, and so uh, the Lions are two and a half point dogs here at home, and the over under in this one set pretty high at fifty one. Um, so Adam, I'll turn it over to you. What do you think happens in this one? Uh, this 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 is one you're gonna have to pay attention to the injury report, especially for the Lions. Um, there's a chance that both um, DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay uh, both active for this game. I know that Lions offense was just, you know, they didn't score last week, but they were banged up. They had a lot of injuries. Marvin Jones was really their only skill position player that, you know, played the entire game. Uh, Hawkinson was hurt for a lot of that game. and um, But in this game, you know, Lions do play well on Thanksgiving uh, historically. They'll turn up for this game. Texans uh, sort of impressed last week of what they uh, were able to do, but you know, I just, I just, I think with some of the pieces possibly coming back here Thursday, I, I'm going to take the Lions here, uh, and I'm going to take a money line. Yeah, I really like that pick, Adam. I'm going to take the Lions as well um, with the two and a half points. To me, echo a lot of what you just said. Um, you know. They're getting a lot of pieces back. Hopefully, Galladay plays. I think that'll uh, be a key for them. Uh, you know, that was a that was a tough game against the Panthers. I'm not really sure what happened there. That offense just couldn't get off the ground. Like you said, a lot of injuries. Um, coming back on a short week, but I, I like you said, they turn up for this game. But I think a key factor here is Matt Patricia might very well be coaching for his job yeah. um, on uh, Thursday. So I can see the team coming out motivated, uh, you know, just trying to do the most for their coach that they can. 
I, I expect the Lions to have a much better showing than what we saw this past week. And, uh, you know, they got on that fast track at home, and that offense plays a little bit better. So this game will be competitive. I expect it to be close. Uh, the Texans' defense certainly doesn't scare me. Uh, so I'll I'll take the Lions plus 2.5. I'm going to be on the other side here. Uh, I'm just not entirely confident all these injuries are going to be cleared up by Thursday. Uh, we've got a still early on Monday. Man, this, this is early for a lot of games. I mean, we're, we've got Rams uh, and Buccaneers going off in a couple minutes here as we're recording this. But Go Rams. Yes, you need, you need the <laughs> time, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but... Uh, anyways, um, yeah, t- uh, I, I, th- I think the Texans could take it to them right here. Um, Lions, I, I do agree. This is probably one that the Lions need to come through in, but I, I think the Texans are trending up here. Um, I, I think they're, they've just been a very good team ever since they fired Bill O'Brien. And I, I just have not enough confidence that, the, the Lions are going to get back the pieces they need on Thursday. Um, I, it looks like Kenny Galladay is trending up. That would be huge for them. I mean, I, he's he's honestly a big piece of their offense that they need to have back. But, man, I mean, this is definitely one I think you should be looking on the injury report if you're going to make a play on for Thanksgiving to have have some money on it. But um, I, I, I don't think any of us are – entirely confident on this pick are we yeah i mean i'm it's one i probably won't play but i i I just feel like this is a game where the home team's just going to come out motivated this just has a feeling of one of those lines where um yeah it just feels like this is one of those games where the the home team's gonna pull it out i I don't know The, the texans the last few games i mean i know that they played well against the Patriots this last weekend, but I mean, they lost to the Browns the week before that um, in a sloppy game. And then the week before that, I mean, the hapless Jags really gave them a run. Um, so I, I don't know. The, the Texans are a mixed bag for me. I, it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. I don't know what I'm going to get out of them. So, um, yeah, Rob, you made a good point about the, the injury report before this game. Cause uh, Randall Cobb and Kenny Stills both left the game last week, so that wide receiver core could be for the Texans could be a little bit diminished. So yeah, I mean, I I think I might bet the Lions, but I, I'll, I'll definitely wait before the game until uh, just to see who's going to be playing, who's not. Yeah, in a short I, week. I would not be, I would not be betting the Lions if I didn't think like Galladay was going to play, for sure. Uh, all right, uh, game two, guys. It is the another classic rivalry here. Uh, the Washington football team taking on the Dallas Cowboys at home in Jerry World. And the Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one with an over-under set at 46-and-a-half. Robbie, I'll turn it over to you to start. What do you think takes place in this one? You know, I'm seeing a close contest between these these two uh nfc east teams shooting for first place hey the winner is going to be the leader of the nfc east after this game um i mean it may only be momentarily but this has got um a lot of implications on the line cowboys trending up after a surprise upset against the vikings this past week and um they they definitely uh tyrone smith coming back was a pretty big for that offensive line for the Cowboys. Now there's uh, talk. It sounds like Andy Dalton might be 
coming back for the Cowboys, which would, would be a huge boost, even though he wasn't really that impressive to me when he w- was playing. Um, but, but even still, that veteran presence is huge for them. But for me, I'm, I'm going to lean on the team here. Uh, they've just been, to me, they've just been more of a consistent team uh, than the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think they're going to come in with some grit into this one. And, you know, cow- Cowboys have always just kind of underwhelmed on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, they never seem to show up. Maybe that was just that a, was Jason a Jason Garrett, Garrett thing. Um, but Mike McCarthy is not <laughs> very any more convincing oh, to me so he's, he's, got that, he's got that holiday jolly vibes yeah, that you just carry over onto the football i mean field. he's somebody if if i'm picturing somebody who's looking forward to yeah, eating good. the turkey afterwards it's mike mccarthy over say, he Jason hasn't missed Garrick. a meal in a long time like yeah. that is on his mind <laughs> leading yeah. up the week. that's that's all i'm picturing like right now mike mccarthy he's got like, somewhere to how be. many how many drumsticks can i get a hold of i'm <laughs> On Thursday, you gotta think there's uh, some shortcomings in the uh, the game planning this week. He's just not his mind's not all there, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Robbie. I like the team here. Uh, we shouldn't be fat shaming people, um, <laughs> but I, I like the team. Uh, you know, Alex Smith has seems to have kind of calmed the ship here. Uh, you know, in Washington, and I honestly think that uh, you know, th- I think. Between the team and the Giants, I think that's who's going to ultimately come out of this thing uh, on top of the division. I think those are the two best all-around teams. I mean, Washington's got a great defense, um, and I think that that's going to put a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, it was nice for the Cowboys. We kind of finally see got to see them go back to Zeke uh, in a way that we're more accustomed to, um, you know, really making sure his volume is at a point where he's being utilized the right way. Um you know, C.D. Lamb was back getting involved. Uh, he'd kind of been AWOL for the last few weeks there under the Danucci experiment. Um, but, you know, still for my money, I just think one thing Alex Smith's going to do is he'll take care of the ball. Um, and in this defense, that's that's all they really need. Um, you know, Washington's just got that great defense. So I expect, um, you know, the team to be able to keep this really close. I'm expecting a low-scoring game. So I'll take the... Uh, Washington plus two and a half. I'm going to lean Cowboys here. Um, last week they they sort of righted the ship. Um, you know, in this matchup, having Tyron Smith back is going to be huge, especially going up against somebody like Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young's hit on Joe Burrow to cause that fumble at the goal line was outrageous. That was unbelievable. That was a, that was a great hit. Yeah, um, saved saved the touchdown there. Could have could have been a difference in that game. Yeah. Um, Huge play for him. Uh, yeah, but, they, you know, they're going to need Tyron Smith to stop him in that defensive line. Um, but, you know, they, they this Cowboys team, we've been saying, saying it all year, they, they got the talent. Um, you know, I know Danny Dalton is not uh, Dak Prescott. He doesn't need to be for this team to win and to, you know, win this division. Um, I just think that offensively they're going to be able to move the ball and they can move the ball multiple two to different ways where, you know, the team is – sort of limited and you know they got a little bit of the ground game with Gibson you know uh McKissick and McLaurin uh the mix on the outside throwing getting thrown the ball but I just you know big play comes down here this game comes down to big play you know my money's on the Cowboys not the the team to get it done especially at home here I, I think the Cowboys win and they cover all right uh 
third game of that Thanksgiving triple header here. This is a good one. Uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Everybody's wondering if the Steelers can continue that unbeaten streak. Um, Steelers are three and a half point favorites at home in this one with the over under set at 45 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll lead this one off guys. I'm, I'm liking the Ravens in this one. Um, I expect this to be similar to uh, the previous game that they played where it came right down to the wire. Uh, and I, like I said, I don't think this will be any different. I know Lamar's been struggling, um, you know, and, and the Ravens are dealing with a lot of injuries of their own. But, you know, these division games tend to be uh, pretty close battles, and uh, there's a lot of pride on the line. This is two, especially two defenses that pride themselves on uh, tough physical football. Nobody's going to want to give an inch in this one. Um being on the short week, too, I think we could see a little bit more sloppy play on the offensive side of the ball, uh, leading to more of a kind of a low-scoring type game here. Um, you know, really, I, I if I had to pick 50-50, I'd take the Steelers, but I expect it to be a kind of a toss-up of a game, and the fact that you can get three and a half points with the Ravens uh, has me leaning that way, so I'll take the Ravens. I'm good. I I completely agree with you. Um, I'm I'm on the Ravens just because I I expect this one to be close. Um, I'll take the points with the Ravens here. Uh, the, these are going to be this is a key game for the Ravens to win, and obviously Steelers are looking to uh, keep that perfect season alive. So uh, I I expect both sides to be fired up here. I it, it, just like you said, I kind of expected what we saw a couple weeks ago. When in Baltimore, where it's just some back and forth action, and uh, you know I'm gonna be lo- loving to be watching this one on Thursday night. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna go the other side. Um, you know I was actually a little bit more confident in the Steelers. Um, before you guys made some of your points, I. You know, if this wasn't a division game and, you know, these were just two teams that didn't have so much familiarity, I would say Steelers are gonna cover this, no doubt. Um. They're just playing so much better football. It seems like teams have sort of figured out how to stop this Ravens offense, and it's it's just load the box and try, you know Lamar let let him beat you through the air. And you know, the last eight weeks or so, it's working because he's making mistakes, turning the ball over. And you know, there's not a better defense in the league that capitalizes on that more than the Steelers. But you know, with it being in division, you know, these two teams played three four weeks ago. Uh, very close game. Um, you know, I, I can definitely see the side of, you know, it'll be under, it'll be within a field goal or keep it within three. But the, just these two teams are heading in opposite directions. And, you know, I'm, I'm leaning the Steelers here to take care of business at home and, and cover the three and a half. All right. Um, next up, guys, we've got an AFC East battle. It is the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jets at MetLife. Uh, the Jets are six and a half point underdogs at home in this one with the over under set at 45 and a half. Um, this one, guys, I, I like the Dolphins here. You know, I think we're kind of still waiting to see what's, uh, the fallout is of this quarterback situation. Fitzmagic came in for, uh, Tua, who I think a lot of us assumed came out due to injury, but really it was a performance related issue. So interested to see how that, uh, plays out during the week but I really think uh the more I think about it any quarterback that plays this game for the Dolphins I fully expect them to cover um so I I like the Dolphins in this one I know the Jets the last few weeks um 
they they've been they've had some big numbers uh, and they've actually covered them uh, the last two weeks. And I expect the Dolphins. It seems like it came back down a little bit down to earth this week with the Jets just six and a half point uh, underdogs here. Not seeing like the crazy nine nine and a half number that we had the last few weeks. Um, so I think the Dolphins can cover this one, uh, regardless of who's the quarterback. So, uh, that's how I'm going to lean. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm leaning Dolphins too. Actually, I feel pretty good about the Dolphins. I do think that, uh, recent trends kind of affect this line in the Dolphins favors. Dolphins coming off tough loss to the Broncos in Denver and the Jets playing a very close game to the Chargers, which I, honestly, that that's kind of what I expected, um, just more so of it just being the Chargers not being able to hold a big lead. <laughs> um, but th- this one, I I just I just think that no matter who's going to be leading that that offense, whether it's Fitzmagic or it's Tua, I, I think they're going to have no problem on this Jets defense. Uh, I mean, Jets still haven't won a game for a good reason, and this Dolphins team, I think this is going to be a good one for them to come back firing against um, to gain some confidence, especially. Um, I mean, yeah, I've I've got full confidence in Fitzmagic if he ends up getting the start this week. Um, that that Dolphins defense is still still looking really good, um, so I'm I'm all in on the Dolphins on this this matchup. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know. You look at the last two defenses the Jets have, you know, covered and played well on. It's the Pats, you know, the, they were a little banged up that week, and then the Chargers last week. And those are, those aren't what we consider good defenses. Uh, this Dolphins defense definitely is, and you know, I can see that recent trend of you know the Jets putting up a decent amount of points and yards ending here. And you know, like like you mentioned, this this seems like a good get right game for the Dolphins and you know they're they're not going to overlook this Jets team uh with how close the AFC uh race is right now and how how how, how you know just in the middle of it they are and uh yeah just you know it's going to take a lot for this Jets team to you know pull the magic again and cover it but you know my money my money's on the Dolphins they're they're a much better squad much well better yeah. coached yeah I would just remind people that you know what you saw the Dolphins last week. I mean, funny stuff happens at Mile High every year. Uh, Broncos win a few games that you know nobody thinks they're gonna win um, at home, just because uh, I think the altitude uh, plays tricks on people, and uh, nobody's closer to the sea level than the Dolphins. So, um, yeah, I, with that, I, I like I said, I wouldn't take too much stock into uh, one bad game there. I still think that they're uh, a solid squad. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Arizona Cardinals heading to New England to take on the Patriots. And uh, the Pats are two-and-a-half-point un- two underdogs in this one with an over-under set at 48. Uh, Robbie, I'll turn it over to you. What do you uh, got for us in this one? Well, I don't know about you, but the way Kyler Murray uh, finished that Seahawks game was a little concerning. Uh, the, the shoulder looked like it had affected him. Um, we're way too early in this week to know what's going to be happening, so this is definitely something to keep an eye on. But, I mean, if if Kyler Murray's all good to go for this next game, I, I've got full confidence in this Cardinals team. I, I'm I'm not crazy confident if uh, somebody's coming in – who 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 are the backups? I I think I saw Brett Hundley is a possible guy who will start. 
Um, he beat the Bears, but <laughs> yeah, he he, he did. <laughs> but I'm not entirely confident in, for them to go all the way to the East Coast in New England if that does happen. Um, I'll still lean the Cardinals for for the sake of this, but um, because you know the Cardinals are a team that that have been playing well. You know they've they've got certainly some playoff aspirations to be fighting for while Patriots, you know, tough loss to the Texans. Uh, that does that put them out of the playoff contention? Not, not officially by any means, but Definitely I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's getting looking like they're not going to be making the playoffs this year. So I, I'm going to lean on the side of the Cardinals here to be able to pull off the victory. Yeah, I would agree, Robbie. Um, again, keep an eye out for the injury report um, just to see if there's any lingering effects on Kyler Murray in that uh, shoulder. But, you know, provided that he's able to go and, and he's not limited too much, I, I think this one's um, this one's one of the kind of lines that surprised me the most uh, at two and a half. I think there's a little bit of uncertainty baked in there just in case Kyler can't go. But, um you know he played last Thursday, so he's had uh, he's got plenty of time to heal up. Provided that it's just uh, it's it's more of a bruising issue than anything structurally wrong. Um, but I like I said I like the Cardinals here. I just think that offense is a little bit too explosive uh, for uh, the Patriots right now, who are really struggling to move the ball. I mean, if they can't if they can't get up on you early and stay up on you, their path to victory is is very narrow. I mean. They really are struggling through the air right now on the offensive side of the ball, and um, you know, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, Cardinals are going to make uh, going to make it tough on you, and uh, they're going to put up points in bunches. So, I think the Patriots are in for a rough one here. I like the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm actually on the Pats here. I think it's a good matchup um, for the Patriots. Um, you look at you know what they want to do. Uh, you know they want to run the ball, like you mentioned, Evan. They want to get up early, sort of control tempo. And against the Cardinals, I think they they can do that. You know, they're, they're not really good against the run. Um, you know, their strength's more of the secondary. And, um, you know, on the opposite side, you know, strength against strength, it, I mean, it, this Pat's secondary is still pretty good. Um, you know, they can give Kyler some fits, especially if he's not 100%. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, put both these teams obviously need it, um, Patriots a lot more so. Um, you know, Cardinals traveling across country, Patriots home game. You know they're going to have the coaching advantage here. Uh, no, no, Kyler. You know, or Kingsbury field goals and second down kind of thing. So I, you know, I think the Pats, you know, cover this two and a half points at home. Or uh, you know, they, they, I'm, I'm not going to take a money line. I don't, I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll keep it within two and a half points. So, you know, I like the I like the Patriots. All right, uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Carolina Panthers heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are four-point favorites at home in this one uh, with an over-under set at 49. Uh, Adam, I'll give it right back to you. Uh, what do you foresee in this one? I like the Panthers. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not super confident in this one. Um, that four line, uh, you know, I think it's pretty good. Um, but, you know, I look at, these two teams, Panthers this year, 
you know, they, they've gotten hot. They were cold. Now, now they could be trending hot again. But, um, I mean, through most of it, you know, they've kept the games pretty close. And I expect them to do that here against the Vikings team that, you know, unless Dalvin Cook is rolling and he could he could very well just dominate this game and Vikings cover. But, um, you know, that that's their path to um, to to a cover here. But, you know, Patri- or the Panthers offense is rolling. doesn't matter if it's. P.J. Walker, Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to be putting up points, and I just expect them to keep this close enough where you know, they, they get a cover. Yeah, that offensive system, like you said, I, I completely agree. It looks like it's doing well that they could just slot whoever in <laughs> that they need to. I mean, you could see how Mike Davis has performed without Chris McCaffrey. I mean, obviously having McCaffrey would be a big boost, but, um, you know, they've been doing just fine. It looked... I, I'm thinking this is going to be the week that McCaffrey comes back. Is that right, or are they going to? I mean, Panthers got to buy next week. That I'm, I'm not wrong about that, right? No, I think he's got a good chance of playing this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, from all I've heard, it like he had a shot last week, but um, he, they, they didn't want to. But you know, um, you know if. If he does come back, that's a big boost. I, I know what you said about Dalvin Cook. Um, if they do run it down, I think the Panthers' weakness is kind of their run defense right there, which could spell trouble. But I, I feel like Panthers have been very undervalued so far or just, just throughout this year. And uh, I, I'm going to just lean on the side of the Panthers for this one. I, I did look back, um, and I've only – Man, I I just can't figure out this Vikings team, guys. I I can't. Um, like I, I ended up just getting week one against the Vikings, right? And I remember that because I picked the Packers money line. But since then, I haven't guessed Vikings correctly. So uh, I don't think anybody wants to be listening to me on this one. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave this one to you, but um, I'm gonna side with the Panthers. Well, I'm on the Panthers, so I guess we're going zero three here. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I I agree uh, a lot of what you guys said. Um, you know, PJ kept things close last week. Uh, you know, he's got that uh, that uh, the alliance uh, experience there, which was helpful. Um, but uh, you know, I I ultimately think, like like you said, Robbie. You know, this Panthers team has been undervalued all year. They've been in close games all year. Um, we the Vikings were looking good, and then there's a bit of a hiccup uh, against the Cowboys. Granted, I think the Cowboys had two weeks to prepare prepare for the Vikings, right? I believe that. I think so. Yeah, I believe that's the case. So is correct. I'm sure that that probably played a hand into that a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Four points. It's big enough spread. I, I'm not the most confident about this pick, but, um, you know, the Vikings on any given day can look really good or look really bad. And, uh, you know, for, for my money, I, I just think we've seen a little bit more kind of consistent middle of the road team in the Panthers, uh, with a defense that has overperformed all year. So, uh, if I was going to bet on anything, I would bet on the Panthers to, uh, keep this game close. So I'll take them plus four. All right, next game up, guys. It is the Cleveland Browns heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The uh, Jags are six and a half point underdogs at home in this one, with the over/under set at forty-eight and a half. 
it looks like you're going to get a Minshew uh, return in this game. That's the early indications, at least. Um, that said, though, Browns uh, have played a couple uh, sloppy games here late, a few games in a row in a uh, really wet and rainy environment that uh, you know they've been able to just run the ball uh, and kind of grind games out like that. Um, but, uh, you know, the Browns are playing uh, a brand of football right now that's working for them. They're leaning heavily on their defense, and they're controlling the, the tempo and the clock on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, like it's just it's really working for them. Uh, the, the two-headed monster they've got of uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb, uh, you know, those two are really complementing each other well. So, uh, you know, that move appears to have paid off, and, uh, you know, right now it just seems like the Browns have a pretty good rhythm going. And, uh, you know, you could see some rust out of Minshew. Granted, if he returns or if, if it's Luton that plays, I mean, I feel pretty good about that too. Uh, he hasn't exactly looked great. I mean, he just threw four picks against the Steelers. Uh, so I'll take the Browns here. Uh, minus six and a half, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think this would be the game for the Browns that they've Finally get Miles Garrett back. Um, I know he's been off for the last two weeks for the COVID list. So that that's going to be huge for this defense that's just been playing well as it is. Um, that That's just a huge step up. And we mentioned earlier about all those injuries that the Jags suffered this past game. Um, definitely big having Minshew coming back, um, assuming he does. But I, I think the Browns are going to be able to take care of business here and be able to roll over this uh, hurt Jaguars team. Uh, I, I I think this is a big number, though, the way the Jags play. It seems like this year that it, it almost doesn't matter who's on the field, that they can have the potential to keep it close. Um, so I'm not super confident, but I, I'll lean on the Browns here. Yeah, I, I, I love the Browns this week. Um, that's why I'm making this my lock of the week. It's a lot. No. You know the Browns. They they they're really impressing me the last couple of weeks here. I mean, I know you can make a lot of excuses about the weather, but you know they they've won like what three games now in different conditions, and you know they're a team that knows who they are. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not the team that, the Browns that we've been expecting for I don't know better half of two decades now. They know who they are. They have a style of football. They stick to it, and uh, you know they're starting to win these games that in the years past that they'd find ways to lose. And you know they're they're right they're right there for a playoff run this year. And you know, a team like the Jags, you know that they're going to need a whole hell of a lot to go right for them. Um, Browns are getting healthy at the right time. You know their style of offense uh, really dictates how other teams you know play play football. You know they're they're, they're forced to sort of play catch up and you know their defense is on the field for a really long time and i i just think all these all the especially some of the uh jags um injuries from last week i think everything points to the browns sort of you know going into jacksonville and taking care of business and you know i i know six and a half is a lot but i I, i'm loving the browns here to cover that and they should win by plenty more all right, next up we have the Tennessee Titans heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites after uh, their victory against the Packers, and the over-under in this one is at 49-and-a-half. Um, I'll start this one off. So Titans, uh, 
you know, just had a pretty solid performance uh, against the Ravens, uh, where they looked really good, and they were able to come back late and, uh, you know, get to, get a really strong performance. Uh, guys like A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry doing a lot of the heavy lifting for him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go Titans here, uh, plus three and a half. Just, uh, you know, the Colts, Colts, I don't know, they're just not running away from anybody. And, you know, the higher scoring these games get, um, you know, we've seen the Titans play with teams all year. They're always in close games. Uh, and I don't expect this to be any different. So the fact that you can get um, three and a half points from the Titans here is, I think, a really good value. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of change things up here, but uh, I'm going to make this my lock of the week. It's a lock! No! I just think Tannehill will be able to... Uh, Keep them in this game, and, uh, you know, it should be back-and-forth contest, but I, I just really can't see the Colts winning this game by, you know, more than three points, uh, if anything. So the fact that you're getting three-and-a-half right now just seems like too good to be true. So uh, I'm on the Titans. Yeah. I, this this is a, I've been flip-flopping on this one. I, I'm a lean Colts right here. Um, you know, both these teams had huge win last week. Um I just, you know, the Colts, I think the Colts matchup, I, and I said this the last matchup between these two teams, they're a good matchup for the Titans. You know, they can handle business up front on both sides. Um, you know, it, it's tough because I, I, I know Tannehill is going to be able to move the ball a little bit better through the air than the Colts, but, you know, it, it, I think this game comes down to is, you know, are they going to get pressure on, Philip Rivers, because if they can't, I expect the Colts to handle business. Um, but if they do make make things tough, you know, get pressure on them, maybe cause a few turnovers. I can definitely see the Titans, you know, pull maybe even pulling the win out of this. But Titans D line, uh, it's a little bit banged up, but they have not been playing well all year. And you know, strength against weakness here. I, I'm gonna lean the Colts to um, sort of dictate up front uh, the game flow and and pull out a uh, a win here. Um, don't feel great about it, but I'm going to lean the Colts minus three and a half. I'm with you. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to lean with the Colts just because they, they just seem to know how to, they've been getting it done lately. Um, you know, the first time we saw these two teams, uh, Thursday night matchup, the Colts just ran away with it. But I mean, that, that doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like they're, they're going to be able to put up as many points this time around for me i i kind of i i like the under in this one um i'll, I'll say that uh, it's not the highest number out there at 49 and a half but i i have a feeling that this game is going to be a little more defensive than it was um previously i know uh desmond king being added in i i believe it was after the, the this last matchup between the two um now the titans do have desmond king which has been a little bit of a help for that defense, um, but I, I think the Colts are the better team here. Uh, I think they will get it done. Three and a half, that's a good line to me. Man, I, I can't pick a side, but I'm, I'll am i take the Colts. All right, uh, next game up, guys. It is the New York Giants heading into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, right now, this line is set at five and a half, with the over-under at 41 and a half. Um, Adam, or I'm sorry, Robbie, uh, why don't you start this one off? I know you got a strong take. 
Yeah, and you know this is going to be leaning on the side of a team that we've been kind of talking up recently uh, over the last couple of weeks. I mean, granted, uh, spoiler alert, they had a bye last week, so I think now you know that I am talking about the New York football giants. Um, Five and a half doesn't seem like enough for a Bengals team that just lost Joe Burrow, so I'm going to lock this one in. It's a lot. No. So yeah, I I mean, this Giants team, um, they've they've started to get it together leading up to that bye, and I honestly I think they're probably my favorites to come out of the NFC East with that playoff spot. Um, I, they've been playing good football. The Bengals, man, oh, man, that, that just sucks for them. Joe Burrow, he was doing so well. Uh, he was being a great leader he's keeping up close in games even pulling some uh backdoor covers for this Bengals team but i'm not quite seeing them being able to keep it up without him um i mean that's a huge morale loss you could see the cowboys what happened to them coming off uh Dak's uh injury uh to end the season and they didn't really they seemed demoralized so I'm I'm gonna take the side of the Giants to be able to just run away with this one. Five and a half does not seem a lot, like a lot here. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I, I double did a double take for that line at five and a half, especially with Ryan Finley taking over as starter. Um, you know, Giants have been even before they've been winning games, even when they were losing games early on in the year, they were keeping them close. Um, they're just a better team than you know perception and the record says they are um you know that they're just you know plays here and there away from you know uh pulling some of these out and you know i think they capitalized against the banged up Bengals offense and you know they got to be looking at their their remaining schedule and trying to get as many wins as possible um for this division and um you know this is one they have a chance to win and i think they capitalize and take care of business yeah, I agree. I love the Giants this week. Um, five and a half, you know, kind of surprised me. I, I mean, I guess you'd expect the line to be around there, but um, I was, I guess, I was expecting something more closer to six and a half or seven. Yep. Uh, I, I love, I love the Giants here. Um, that defense has been playing pretty well. Um, Robbie, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've kind of been on the Giants for the last three or four weeks or so, just kind of highlighting that. Uh, you know, they've been covering a lot of these big spreads. Uh, they haven't been getting a lot of credit uh, by the gambling community. Uh, they're actually playing pretty solid football. Um, Daniel Jones slowly kind of putting together a solid campaign. Uh, you know, they're, they're a dangerous team right now, and that Bengals squad, I mean, I, you know, I imagine that locker room kind of goes from, all right, we're, we're kind of building something for the future here to, okay, let's just kind of get through this and, get to next season so you know total mentality change in the locker room after something like that um yeah i i I love the giants here i just think i think this one will be over fast uh you know we don't know what we're gonna see out of finley uh but uh yeah i just i i can't imagine the Bengals are able to keep this one within a one score game so uh i'll take the giants this week and i also feel good about it i would have locked it up had you not Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, no, you got you beat me to it. So, uh, all good. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got uh, kind of what I think should be a fun one. 
the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, where the Bills are six-point favorites. And the over-under in this one is 54. Um, Adam, I'll have you start. Uh, what do you see this one? Man, this is this is a tough one. Uh, Bills coming off the bye. They'll be at home. They'll, they'll have a little bit of advantage there. Um, man, this Chargers team is... They're tough to get a gauge on. Um, the talent's there. Uh, the coaching isn't. Um, man, they they got the tools to, to uh, compete and keep up with this build offense. Um, you know, I just think, man, it, this is a, this is a tough line because uh, you know, you know, if this got over at seven or uh, you know close to seven, I think I'd take the Chargers, but. You know, Bills have playing, been playing good good ball recently. Their offense, you know, after taking a little downturns on the upkick, and um, that is, I just expect, you know, in the, probably in, in in some you know winter type conditions, the Bills to take care of a warm weather team like the Chargers. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning Bills here. I'm a little unsure about this one. I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring affair. Uh, the Chargers have just been putting up points lately, um, and just slinging it all over the field. Um, you know, you can kind of say something similar too with the Bills. Bills are clicking lately. Um, you know, John Brown and and Diggs are really complementing each other on the outside. Uh, defenses can't uh, favor one side of the field, uh, so it's it's making things tough. Um, minus six here. Like I said, I'd lean Bills just because, you know, we've seen that Chargers defense kind of fold late. But, um, boy, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a back to recover or something here. So uh, I'll lean Bills, but I'll be honest, I'm not going to bet this one. Yeah, same. I'm going to stay off of this one. I was on the Bills, but I just I flip-flopped over the Chargers. Uh, I, I think the Chargers could keep it competitive. I mean, yeah, they have been putting up points and there it's likely that Austin Eckler early reports likely that he will be playing this game, which it could be a little helpful for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I, this is, this is a game where I, I could absolutely see the bills being able to put up enough points on this chargers defense and just be able to boat race them. But, I'm kind of leaving, leaving that backdoor cover, so I'm going to say Chargers in this one. All right. Uh, so we are uh, we're going to differ there a little bit. So Adam's feeling pretty good about the Bills. Uh, I'm less so certain about it, but I'm going to lean Bills and Robbie on the Chargers. Uh, so with that, uh, let's get over to our next game. We've got the Atlanta Falcons hosting the uh Las Vegas Raiders and uh the Raiders are three point favorites on the road here and the over under in this one is at fifty six. So I'll take the Raiders in this one. I think this is a uh a Josh Jacobs game for sure where they're gonna be able to lean heavily on the run and uh you know kinda dominate this game at the line of scrimmage. So uh yeah, feel pretty good about the Raiders here. I don't know, the Falcons they'll uh they'll put up some points but you know it just seems like second half of these games, uh, they tend to struggle late, and the, you know they abandon the run. It just you know kind of goes to hell in a handbasket for them. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know the Raiders—they're playing for something. They've got a lot on the line. Uh, it's a tight uh, playoff race in the AFC, so I expect them to come out motivated and and win this one. Um, and I think they'll cover the three. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they really impressive loss last week, especially given the COVID um, people they had out. Um, <clears throat> they're just, you know, I, I was a little taken back at this line too. I, I thought they'd be a little bit more of a three than three point favorites, especially given their performance uh, last night. And um, you know, I'm, I, I, it, you, 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 you made a little bit of money this year fading the Falcons. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know why it stops here. I'm, I'm gonna take the Raiders. They're better on both sides of the ball. And like you mentioned, Evan, I, I think this is a Josh Jacobs game, and they, they should run over this Falcons team. I will side with the Raiders. Uh, I'm not confident in this game. I could see the Falcons keeping it close and trying to be competitive, especially now that they're starting to get fully healthy. Though I think I saw Julio just went out this past weekend. Um, yeah, Julio was not. He went down for a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure how long of an injury it is, but, uh, I mean, this Falcons team does – they know how to put up points. Um but you guys are right. This Raiders team has so much to fight for. Uh, I do think they get it done away from home in this one. But um, you know, I'm I'm not entirely confident about this, so I'm gonna stay off. All right. Uh, so next up, guys, we've got the uh, Rams are playing host to the 49ers in an NFC West divisional clash. Rams are six and a half point favorites. At home in this one, uh, with the over/under set at forty-seven, um, guys, I'm I'm leaning Rams here. Uh, I think this is a an interesting matchup. You know, I'm just a little concerned that uh, you know these division games. Um, you know, these teams know each other well. Could get tight down the stretch. Uh, maybe a backdoor cover by the Niners. You know, the Rams should be able to cover this one, but uh, you know they will be on a short week after the Monday night game tonight. Uh, especially kind of not knowing, you know, how they're going to come out of this one. At this point, I've got to kind of list this as a stay-off game, but I'll I'll lean Rams. Uh, yeah, this is a stay-off game for me too. We'll we'll see if this line stays the same after events of tonight. But, um, like you said, a short week for the Rams and the Niners have had a lot of time to. Pre- prepare for this one they had to buy this past week so um i think that gives them a little edge i'm gonna side with the niners kind of with that that they'd want to keep it close i'm rams have been so good at home though um i i want to take the signs of the rams here but that just seems like too many points for me um this this niners team i i think it's gonna be coming out with a little fight to them um they'll be a little bit more prepared uh there's it's likely that Mostert it will be back in the action for the 49ers, who's just been uh, fantastic uh, in for them these past couple of years. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to lean for Niners. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Rams here. Um, you know, their matchup in, I think, week six, um, 49ers really handled business and put a whooping on the Rams and, you know, teams have sort of trended opposite directions since that game and I think the Rams are going to be looking to take out some revenge and sort of put distance themselves a little bit in division from the 49ers um you know rest is going to be key here you know I know 49ers been banged up all year that that extra week is going to help um but ultimately I think you know the Rams I think they're going to be able to get to is it Nick Mullins is going to be starting a QB man I I know they got some weapons Ayuk. 
uh, Debo that should be back um, should keep this game pretty competitive. Um, but I, I I just think the Rams are a better team, and you, you mean you mentioned they've been playing really well at home. Um, I could see this going either way, but if I if I had to put one on, I'd I'd, I'd lean Rams to cover the the seven or six and a half. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the New Orleans Saints heading out west to take on the Broncos in Denver. Uh, Denver is six-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 44. Um, guys, I actually really like the Broncos in this one. Uh, came off Coming off an impressive performance against the, um, uh, the Dolphins uh, where they really took care of business and were able to force uh, Tua out of the game. Uh, you know... Big numbers uh, against the Broncos at home. It's just it's scary for me. I don't like I don't like uh, having the Saints having to cover six in Denver. That's just it's a tough environment to play. The altitude will get to them. Um, yeah, especially with Taysom Hill in there at quarterback. I just think uh, you know it's gonna be a lot of uh, you know running the ball in this game. Clock's gonna keep moving. I expect it to be pretty low scoring and. Uh, you know, Drew Locke has showed that he can move the ball when he needs to. And, uh, you know, this Broncos team can make a play on the defensive side of the ball, uh, when they need to as well. So, um, I just think asking the Saints to cover six in this one might be a little bit too much to ask. So, um, I like the Broncos here plus the six, and I think they got an outside chance at winning this one too. Yeah. You know what? I, when I first saw this, I was, you know, heavy on the Saints and then, you know, I, just looking back at last week, you know, the Broncos at home, they, they, some weird stuff can happen. You know, they took care of business against the team that I think we could all agree is better on paper than the Broncos, uh, the Dolphins were. Um, and, you know, just from us being Bears fans, Vic Fangio can draw up really good schemes on defense. And, you know, I know Taysom Hill had a lot of success last week, um, but, uh, you know, a game week, a week of film on uh, tape for – for Vic and I, I just think don't think a gimmicky offense like that is going to have a lot of success against um, you know a defensive unit uh, you know coached up by Vic. So I, I you know I think this game is going to be a little bit more competitive than you know you would otherwise seem. And um, yeah, I, I'm actually flipping. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean the Broncos. Oh. They play so much better at home, um, you know and. Yeah, six is a six is a little bit too much for me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the Broncos and flip. All right. Oh, you guys got me scared off of the Saints. Um, not sure if I should keep them as a confident pick. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that that Broncos home field, yeah, that's no joke. But I still like the way the Saints have been trending lately. Um, uh, especially this last game without Drew Brees, uh, they're able to just pick it up like nothing. Nothing happened. I'm I'm gonna stick with the Saints. You know, they their defense has been playing so well. Their offense uh, didn't seem to miss a beat without Breeze. Um, I I think they could get it done here. I I I'm not gonna completely overreact to the Broncos upsetting Miami at home. Um, I I think the Saints will be able to get it done. This is one where they, um, you know, they should get it done. Um, so. You know, I'll I'll be on board on the Saints here. All right. Uh, so we've got two for the Broncos, one for the Saints in this one. 
Uh, should be a good game, though. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Broncos are kind of a fun squad. I like what Vic's got going there. Uh, all right, uh, next up, guys, it's a uh, probably the game of the week. Uh, it's the Kansas City Chiefs uh, taking on Tampa Bay in Tampa. And uh, the Bucks. Potential Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, very possible. Um, you know, this is going to be the third time, I think, uh, Brady and Mahomes have met, if not fourth. Um, so should be a good game here. Right now, the Bucks are three point underdogs at home with an over under set at fifty three, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I like the Chiefs here. Uh, I think that they can cover the three. I think what I really like more, I totally expect the over to hit in this one. Um, I know the Bucks defense has been playing uh better of late, and and you know they're you know not necessarily the poorest defense that they have been known for in the past few seasons. But that said, they're going to be playing this one on six days rest. Uh, so uh, having to play that Monday night game, I think, uh, you know, could lead to uh, a few more uh, slips in coverage here or there. Uh, you know, you really got to be on your A game when you're going up against this Chiefs offense. Um, but, you know, more so than anything, I just think the Bucks will be able to keep this game competitive and are going to keep the onus on the Chiefs to – continue to score points um I, I i'm really excited for this game i think i think we've got a potential for 65 points in this one uh could be a wild game uh so I, i'm gonna take the chiefs here and uh like the over yeah i'm i'm on chiefs too um i, I actually love this line uh i, I would recommend Maybe taking if you like it maybe taking an alt line for the chiefs here um you you look at this bucks team and you know, they've struggled keeping up with good offenses um, primarily because they've been running the ball so well. And, you know, when they get down, they, they're not running the ball. They 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 have so many weapons on the outside. They, they, they stick with the pass. And, you know, when they, each one of their losses, that's sort of been the script. And, you know, I expect this Chiefs team to jump out to a big lead. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I, you know, there's a scenario where this Bucks team, you know, just doesn't keep up with this Chiefs offense. You know, you've seen it a couple of times now, twice against the Saints. Uh, I and this and the the strength that this Bucks D is, you know, run defense, and you know, in, in a matchup like this, it might not matter too much at all. Um, you know, Mahomes has been rolling. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think the Chiefs are just a little class above the Bucks, and I. You know, I think I just think they 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 come into Tampa Bay and they they put a good whooping on uh, Tom and the boys and you know, cover that three easily. I think you guys might be sleeping on the Buccaneers a little bit too much. Uh, I'll lean. I'm not in, as confident on this game as uh, you guys are, but um, I, I I think the Bucks got more of a fight than you been making out to them. I'll, I'll lean the Bucks in this one. Um, I just think that defense has just been playing so well. And, you know, the, this offense can put up points. I And this Chiefs run defense, uh, you know, they, they're they not that scary in my opinion. Um, I, th I think the Bucks are going to be just fine on offense to be able to put up some points and keep pace with the Chiefs if they need to. But I – I mean, I, I think this over-under is a good line, to be honest. I, I could see it being either – I could see it going either way. I could see this be either turning into a shootout or I could see it becoming more of a defensive battle. Um, so, um, 
this is a game I'm not touching. If you can't kind of tell from that already, but you know, I I think the Bucks at home are going to have a little bit of fight to them, um, especially if the Buccaneers are going to be coming off this Monday night game um, with a loss, which you know it's in LA, so and they've been that good at home, so it wouldn't be surprising. Um, not sure where that game is at right now, but it's going on right now. Seven 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 seven. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree, um, you know, make some good points, maybe we are a little bit, uh, too low on the Bucks, but, I don't know, anytime you can get the Chiefs that close to a pickup, I mean, <laughs> three points either way, I feel like you gotta take the Chiefs, um, they're just, they've been that dominant the last few seasons, but, uh, yeah, I mean, should be a great game, though, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, game I'm not looking forward <laughs> to, uh, Chicago Bears. Sunday uh, Night Football. Uh, yeah, Get ready, America. Watch this team. <laughs> Chicago Bears are heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are eight-point favorites at home, and the over-under in this one is at 45-and-a-half. Um, right now, quarterback situation kind of up in the air for the Bears. Uh, looks like Foles may be healthy enough to go, but Bears are considering a quarterback change potentially anyway. Um, Mitch might be healthy enough to go, but there's also a chance that neither Mitch nor Foles are healthy enough to go, and Tyler Bray would play, uh, who's their third-string quarterback. Ipso facto, it's a mess. Um, I I like the Packers here, minus 8. I'd like the Packers here, um, minus 14. I, I don't know. This I'm, I'm so done with the Bears. <laughs> um, you know, I just can't imagine how uh, the Bears are going to be able to keep up with this Packers team. Uh, you know, I you also have Akeem Hicks dealing with a hamstring injury. That's a huge, huge injury for the for the Bears. If Akeem Hicks can't play, um, this minus eight number is essentially a lock. Uh, I don't see there's any way the Bears would be able to stay with them if they're without uh, Akeem Hicks on the defensive side of the ball. He covers up so many issues. Um, in the middle of that defense. Uh, I, I really like the Packers here, minus eight. I just think uh, the Bears offense, we're going to continue to see the same issues we've seen all year where they can't score points. And, um, you know, Bears are kind of dealing with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, like I said, with Hicks. And now Eddie Jackson is on the COVID list, so we'll see how that transpires. Uh, but uh, for me, I, I, I can't in good conscience uh, pick the Bears to cover eight points in this one. Yeah, bad news Bears, in my opinion. All all this news is just not looking good for them. I, I think the only way the Bears have a sh- shot to be covering this eight-point spread is, honestly, if Mitch plays. Um, it's just being able some sort of mobility in the pocket just seems like something the Bears have been missing. Um, the Foles just standing in there and not being able to move for five seconds is, you know, it's been easy to defend against it but uh i'm not saying trubisky is a savior by any means but i think if there's a way the bears cover this one um you know it's having him as the game changer that being said i i'm like the pack this week you know uh i i think this is a big line but i think this is one that the packers are going to be able to do at home um that I think this is going to be right, right in their wheelhouse to be able to take take down a divisional rival uh, when they're kind of they're bleeding out right now. So, 
give me the pack on this. Yeah, I'm gonna be the uh, the optimist out of this crew for the Bears. Um, you know, you guys make a lot of good points, but you know, if there's a lot of ifs to this game too, like you mentioned with the injuries, especially on the Bears side. But you know, if you get a healthy Mitch um, paired with this defense, you know, I I I you know I I feel good about a cover within eight points for sure this def- this bears defense even you know no one's do- no one's do- dogging them for how they played throughout the entire year um they can play well enough to keep the pa- this game close against the packers um you know i think a lot of bears fans have just been so fed up with what they've watched the last four weeks that they just think the bears can't play offense and you know that's that's certainly not true and they're capable of having a bounce back game. And, you know, I think this, this line has a lot of recency bias with it. And, um, you know, in reality, I think this probably should be within seven points. So uh, give me the Bears um, to cover the eight. And uh, I, I feel really good about that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to be less biased. So for the Packers, what the concerns are, I mean, we just saw them play a second half of football where they scored three points uh, and they blew a 14-point lead. They did not look particularly good against the Jaguars two weeks ago at home. Anyway, um, they, you know, they got boat raced by the Bucks uh, a few weeks before that. So, um, and these are teams that are going to play each other again here coming up. So, yeah. you know, the two Bears wins puts them in the division. No, lead. they're, so they, they're these certainly going to be motivated. They, they, yeah, this, this is they'll, they'll, both teams are going to turn up for this game. Yeah, I'm I'm a sassy Bears fan right now. <laughs> I can acknowledge that. There's definitely reasons to think that the Bears could cover this eight points. Um, with all the uncertainty, though, and the potential key injuries for the Bears, though, I would still lean the Packers, but I should I should ground myself. All right. Um, next game up, guys. It is uh, the Seahawks uh, heading out east to take on the Eagles. Eagles are five-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 51. Uh, Adam, why don't you start this one off? Uh, this one's pretty simple. I'm done with the Eagles team. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, I keep on expecting this team to show any semblance of being a good football team, and they just keep on disappointing. Um, you know, I this this is another line that sort of shocked me. A lot of these road teams, uh, you know, probably getting not getting as many points as they would normally. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to be on the Giants. I'm going to be on the Seahawks. You know, I'm going to be on the Dolphins. I'm going to be on a lot of these big uh, road favorites, and I, I think they capitalize because the Seahawks team is worlds above where the Eagles are. Eagles, you know, they've been losing games, and they're also trending downwards in terms of like overall team health. It seems like they're good. They're good players are getting hurt. Jason Kelsey went went down, missed a lot of that game with an arm injury. Uh, he's not 100, percent and you know, this team is just. I'm not. I'm not done with this team because of the effort. Because they are playing hard. It's this. They're they're not good enough anymore. And you know, I think the bell tolls here uh, Monday night, and Pete Carroll, um, you know, takes care of business on the road against the Eagles team that they these two teams matched up in the playoffs last year. Josh McCown, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the Seahawks take 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 it. Take it to him. Yeah, uh, I love the Seahawks in this one. You talked at the beginning of the show, Adam, about all the injuries um, you know, that you know happened as a result of the last game for the Eagles. Carson Wentz looks absolutely awful um, through that horrible pick six. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I watch him, and, I, like, the O-line sucks. Um, so, like, I, I'll acknowledge that it's not all his fault, but, like, he looks awful. Um, I would be, as a Bears fan who knows quarterback problems, I'd be mortified uh, at the Eagles quarterback situation right now. The only good news is, you know, at least the Bears didn't pay their guy. Um, you know, Eagles are kind of sitting on that one for a while. So, um, I expect the Seahawks to, to play well here. You know, they had, uh, they're going to have... 11 days to prep for this game, um, if I know math, um, Thursday night of, of last week to Monday night of next week. So a lot of time to prep for this team, a lot of time to heal up. Um, I know the Seahawks have had defensive issues of their own, but, I mean, the Seahawks are just miles above where the Eagles are right now. And the fact that this is a five-point spread really surprises me. I was expecting something closer to seven or seven and a half Uh yeah, the Seagulls team is is uh, dead in the water as far as I'm concerned. But, Robbie, round us out here. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, you guys covered pretty much all of it. Um, this this line does seem – this this is a line that seems too good to be true because, yeah, like you said, I, I expected the Seahawks to come out as a lot stronger favorites. So, I don't know if it's just a bunch of people – just still believing in the Eagles or I, I'm not sure what the reasoning of this line is to be honest um, I, I think the Seahawks should be able to take it to the Eagles handedly um, they're they're the much superior team um, they're there's I mean they're they're fighting for that NFC West still um, and I know the Eagles are trying to fight for the NFC East but I, th- I think they're on two completely different teams right now it should be no problem for the Seahawks all right well with that guys uh that's our week 12 picks uh so just to recap on our locks we've got Adam with the Browns minus six and a half Robbie locked up the Giants minus five and a half against the Bengals and then I locked up the Titans minus three and a half against the Colts or uh sorry uh Titans are plus three and a half uh, so I locked up the Titans plus three and a half. And uh, with that, uh, let's consider our uh, consensus picks here, guys. So, um, you know, I think we all feel really good about the Giants. I think we're going to toss that one in. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it. Outside of that, I think the Seahawks, too, we all feel very good about. Get uh, really like that one. What do we think for the third game? We're all in on the Dolphins. Uh, we all agree on the Browns as well. And uh, also the Raiders. So we, we do have some options here, here to go off of. Five road favorites to choose from here. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy road favorites, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm good with the Dolphins, the Browns. I mean, I, I, I'm a little hesitant on that Raiders. I think they, they could be in for... I don't know. I, that's probably the one I don't feel the best about. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yep. Raiders, I would rank third out of those three. I, I will say you you definitely uh, convinced me more on the Browns side, Adam. Um, uh, I'm, I'm feeling more up to the Browns, um, but I, I, if we're picking between those two, the six and a half points, I think I'd rather take the Dolphins here, to be honest. Uh, Jets, Jets versus the Jags. That's a fun matchup to, to choose which yeah. team you want to have. I, I worry a little bit about some, like, crazy Minshew magic. Maybe, like, he comes back and it's a shot in the arm for that team. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree with that. I'd, I'd probably favor the Dolphins uh, rather than, uh, yeah. 
Let's do the just Dolphins. Those, the, the one question mark would that for that be would just be a divisional game, and if Jets just come out with something, but right. man, I'd I'd much rather have the Dolphins here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that uh, Dolphins defense should take over and, and be dominant there. So, all right, we're gonna go with Giants, Seahawks, and Dolphins then uh, as our uh, podcast uh, parlay picks for this week. Um, yeah, so uh, Robbie's already all over the turkey uh, noises here, but uh, with that, we'll close out. So, want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, uh, you know if you're traveling, I hope your travels go safe, and uh, you know whether it's virtual or in person, uh, you know, hope everybody's able to celebrate uh, the holidays and stay healthy and stay safe. So, uh, take care, everybody.